Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. On Instagram at Aaron88. And you can find me at ScoutFantasySports.com. And... Hear this show live each weekday, 7 p.m. Eastern for one hour. And you can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search for Scout Fantasy Sports. And that's where you can hit subscribe and get each show once it's posted on demand. Week 17, I know a lot of you are not playing in a fantasy football championship. I put up a poll yesterday and 83% of you that answered in that specific poll do not play in a week 17 championship but there are some that do we're here to help you and if not it's a good time to play dfs if you haven't already obviously the landscape's a little bit different this week as we kind of have to navigate through a lot of information dig a little deep and figure out who's going to play who's going to sit who might only play a quarter or two so we'll talk some dfs with steve renner from scoutdfs.com coming up in the final two segments but make sure you head over to ScoutFantasySports.com. I have my Week 17 sit article up. We have the uh, StockWatch article as well, and the Week 17 projections are up. And obviously, they are very iffy at this point. They are subject to change as we get more information. So just keep that in mind. And I have always said it throughout the season. People are so quick to make these starting lineup decisions, and they want answers immediately. This is a perfect week where you do have to wait. We have no football tonight here on Thursday night. We have no Saturday games. The only time this year, every single game is on Sunday. So we still have several days to make those final decisions. And if you have any questions, you can head over to the forums and the message boards on ScoutFantasySports.com, and we will answer them for you. Also, ScoutDFS.com. We got NHL, NFL. And again, this is a good week to play if you haven't played already. And I've mentioned it before, check out Yahoo, the daily fantasy sports on Yahoo, $250,000 in overlay in their NFL million dollar baller. So it's 37,500 people with a max of 10 entries, $20 to enter, and they're giving away a million dollars in prizes. And again, a ton of overlay right now, 6,100 are signed up. So head on over there and jump in that contest and if you're not familiar with yahoo don't worry because we have the optimizer that can help you figure it out because the salary cap structure is a lot different it's 200 dollars, so it's a lot different than DraftKings and FanDuel. but we have the optimizer that can help you kind of figure that out as you might not be used to it so that's one of the other aspects and we have the yahoo optimizer for nba as well they've been doing a lot of overlay in nba Actually, uh, so their tournament was uh, it was down a little bit today. It was they only did seventy five hundred, I think it was like fifteen twenty thousand dollars in overlay, and it filled up around noon one o'clock. So 
I, you know, threw in two entries last night. I was going to put in more, and I went to see, and it was full. So uh, NBA DFS kicks off tonight at 8 p.m., so there still are some contests there now, but a lot of the overlay is gone. So, you know, take advantage of this. You know, obviously Yahoo is trying to draw in new users. They did draw me because I really didn't play there much, but a ton of overlay there. It's definitely worth a, a shot. Was able to have some success on Christmas in NBA, uh, finishing in the top 100 out of 26,000. So definitely go over there and check it out. And we got you covered. ScoutDFS.com, NBA, NFL, and NHL. Also, VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. And remember, the fantasy football season isn't over. We have playoff contests at the Fantasy Football World Champions Play, FFWC.com. We have three different contests. We have the Beat Dr. Otto and Adam Ronis single entry contest where you pick one player from each team filling out a starting lineup. So that is free to enter. Uh, we have the Maui Madness playoff contest where you can win a trip to Maui, Hawaii. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. I know I would. And then, of course, the Playoff Draft World Championship. These are leagues of six teams, and the drafts begin on Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. They run all week up until the final, uh, right before kickoff of the Saturday game, 4 p.m. Eastern, January 5th, the last draft. $500 league prize, $20,000 grand prize as well. So plenty of ways to still win money and play some fantasy football because the season does fly by quickly. So we give you alternate ways to Play the game you love. So check it out. Play FFWC.com. Let's take a look at some of the latest news and what it means for your fantasy team. Antonio Brown did not practice today with a sore knee, so they rested him on Wednesday. But all the indications are he is going to play. Obviously, this is a huge game for Pittsburgh. They need a win to have any shot at the playoffs, and then they need the Ravens to lose. The other way they can get in is a win and a tie between the Colts and the Titans on Sunday night. So... Must win game. Antonio Brown, he'll be out there. Even if he doesn't practice much this week, you got to think he's going to give it a go. And he's coming off a uh, tremendous performance last week against the Saints and has an easy matchup this week against the Bengals, one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL. Brown last week, 14 catches, 185 yards, and two touchdowns on 19 targets. Has 15 touchdowns on the season. So you know he's... Got to come through with a big game, so uh, he's going to be one of the top plays this week because uh, salary cap should not be an issue this week in DFS because there will be a lot of value with a lot of players resting. So uh, stick around, and we'll go over some of the plays on the slate. Todd Gurley did not practice today. Uh, Sean McVay said that he could play this week against the 49ers without practicing, but I think he is going to sit again. Now the Rams do have something to play for if they win they lock up the number two seed in a first-round bye, and obviously that is important for them. They can lose the two seed if they lose and the Bears win. Now, they are going up against the 49ers, who have been still playing pretty competitively, but you got to think at home that the Rams should be able to take care of business. So we'll see if he does suit up, but my guess is he won't, so be prepared without him. And obviously, C.J. Anderson uh, coming off a big game last week against the Cardinals we get the bulk of the touches as we saw last week. His price has gone up, though, in DFS. Julio Jones, he's listed on the injury report with a hip injury and a rib injury. He did not practice today. He only played 50% of the snaps last week. Obviously, the Falcons have nothing to play for. Uh, Julio Jones, some of the personal 
accolades or something to take a look at this week. And I tweeted a couple out earlier on Twitter. Again, follow me at Adam Ronis regarding the tight ends with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle uh, in play for the tight end single season receiving record. Saquon Barkley is 114 yards away from 2,000 yards from scrimmage. So those are some things to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll look and see further. Maybe some players have some incentives where they can reach and get some money. So there are some individual motivation reaching certain milestones this week that could come into play and maybe separate when you're making some decisions on who to play. So Julio Jones goes into the week with a 114-yard lead over DeAndre Hopkins. So maybe he plays a little bit. They pile on some yardage. So keep an eye on this. There is a chance, you know, Julio is limited, doesn't play much this week, and uh, we have plenty of options to go to in DFS. Tevin Coleman, remember, he left last week's game with a groin injury. He did not practice today. They were saying that he has a shot to play this week, but this is not a good sign, in my mind, for him this week. He is a free agent after the year. We'll see what happens on Friday. Brian Hill would be the back here for the Falcons if Coleman can't go. And, uh, you know, the Coleman, I don't think he's going to be back. And, you know, he hurt his uh, free agency, in my mind, this year. You know, a lot of people expected with Devontae Freeman out that he would have a, a big season, and it didn't work out that way. You know, he just wasn't as good as a lot of people thought. So uh, I think there's a chance Coleman doesn't play this week. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on uh, in the next day or so, and that would open up. Uh, Hill definitely is a good play in season long and potentially in DFS as well. Panthers are a team that have nothing to play for. Obviously, Cam Newton is out. Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke is out. So what are they going to do with some of the veterans or players like Christian McCaffrey? Well, Ron Rivera wouldn't comment on specific players that he could rest this week. He said he wants to evaluate some young players and that they have some plans for some guys. So he didn't really get into it, but you got to think that potentially Christian McCaffrey is limited or doesn't play much. He's had a huge workload this year, and uh, this is a guy that they want for their future now. He is he's 155 yards away from 1,000 yards receiving, so it's going to be really difficult for him to do. He's already over 1,000 yards rushing, averaging five yards per carry this year, but uh, you know he's got over 300 touches. Now, most have come... Uh, you know, a lot of them in, in the passing game where you don't get his much. He has 215 carries on the season. But there's a good chance that he could be limited or not play much this week. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and then you could see a lot more Cameron Artis Payne this week as the Panthers are going on the road to play the Saints, who have nothing to play for as they have locked up the number one seed. Devontae Adams did not practice again today with the knee injury. He said he expects to play. Uh, so you want to see at least him you know, put in a limited practice on Friday. He's two catches away from becoming the leader in uh, you know, leading the team in a season in receptions and 134 yards away from breaking the team record. So there is some motivation there. I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is aware of it. He's being fed the football a lot. And we don't know, obviously, if uh, – Equinemius St. Brown will play. He's dealing with a concussion, so he could be out. Randall Cobb did return to practice today. He's been out with a concussion. He cleared concussion protocol, so this could be his final game for the Packers as he is going to be a free agent after the season. So uh, something to keep an eye on here. Packers obviously playing to, to win out, as we saw last week. Uh, they have nothing at stake, but we did see 
them put in a good effort last week. And Aaron Rodgers come through with a big game. So Devontae Adams uh, trying to go for some milestones. So we'll see if he'll suit up. Allen Robinson did not practice today for the Bears, dealing with rib injuries. He hasn't practiced yet this week. And uh, one of their beat reporters said that, you know, they could opt to ro- uh, rest Robinson this week. Again, Chicago still has something to play for. They're shooting for a first-round bye, but they need the Rams to lose. Now, the NFL did a good job this week, as they usually do here, is they put you know the teams who are kind of deciding on one another to play at the same time. So this way they don't have the option of kind of seeing a result and then going in another direction. But the issue is here, the Rams are 10-point favorites at home against the 49ers. Uh, Bears... And the Vikings also play at 425 p.m. Eastern. What if the Rams have a big lead in the second half? Bears could see that and say, okay, you know what? We don't have a shot at the 2C. Let's sit these guys. So Robinson's a very dicey play this week, and there's a good chance that he doesn't even play. Uh, tough matchup here against the Vikings, who obviously have something to play for. They need a win to get into the postseason. Leonard Fournette uh, didn't practice today. He was limited Wednesday. And uh, when the open portion of the media today, he wasn't doing anything. Uh, he is so dicey for me. And I said that last week, too. And I know he scored a touchdown. But, you know, they could look at other running backs. They have nothing to play for at this point. You know, they could could be a bit, you know, Blake Bortles dropping back to pass a lot. Is they have a good matchup here against the Texans who have been shredded against the pass over the last four games and for much of the season. You know, Fournette last week got fortunate to get in the end zone. He only had 18 carries for 43 yards. He did score, and he had three receptions for 28 yards. But he's a volume-based guy, and we saw what happened in Week 15 where, uh, you know, he didn't play much in the second half, only had one touch in the second half. So that's the risk that you run with a guy like Fournette. So uh, in my mind, it's best to just avoid him and look elsewhere because uh, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, he's out there for a little bit, and all of a sudden, boom, they take him off the field. Uh, something to keep an eye on here with Jameis Winston is Dirk Cutter said he wouldn't roll out giving Ryan Griffin some snaps at quarterback this week against the Falcons. So, you know, Winston would have been a good play against Atlanta. I mean, he's at a stretch where he's had some difficult matchups. And even last week against Dallas, he did throw for over 300 yards and a touchdown. So he was able to move the ball. But he's had a couple of rough matchups after he was pretty much someone that you were putting in your lineup every week. But... Now, you know, you don't know what Winston's future is in Tampa. And, you know, there's already talk that Griffin could take some playing time away from Winston this week. So definitely monitor that because if that's the case, obviously you don't want to roll with a guy like Winston this week. So these are all things that we'll get a little bit more information over the next few days. Uh, But it makes these guys, if you're playing at DFS, more uh, GPP plays and understand the risk that you take. Because uh, the ownership will be low, but for a reason here is they might not get the full complement of snaps. Corey Davis was added to the Titans injury report today. He was limited. He's been dealing with hamstring issues pretty much on and off all year. Something they kept him sideline. And the problem here with Corey Davis is, number one, what's the issue with Marcus Mariota? Is he going to play? Now, he did return to practice today. Mike Vrabel said he was making progress. He had no tape on his hand, and there didn't appear to be any discomfort, but... He has said that he's had some tingling on his right side, so he's had this nerve issue pretty much all year. That game is Sunday night. And the other issue with Corey Davis is he's just not getting the volume right now. When we talked about Corey Davis in the middle of the year, what we liked was he was getting 30 to 32% of the target share. It's not happening anymore. Obviously, this has been a run-heavy team, 
with uh, feeding Derrick Henry quite a bit. So uh, Corey Davis has just not produced uh, lately four receptions or fewer in six consecutive games. He's only topped 45 yards once in the last six games. So just when he was coming on, uh, he just hasn't gotten the targets, 14 targets over the last three games. So definitely someone that you don't want to play this week. Lamar Miller, he put in a full practice today, so he should be ready to return after he set out last week. But it's, uh, you know, it's against Jacksonville. Texans need the win to win the division. Uh, Miller did have 100 yards against the Jags in Week 7. Just don't know what Jacksonville's motivation is. Drew Brees said there's no doubt Teddy Bridgewater will see playing time this week for the Saints. And again, the Saints really have nothing to play for. They locked up the number one seed, so I cannot see their starters playing much, if at all. So, uh, you know, Bridgewater could see a lot of time uh, for the Saints this week against the Panthers, making all of the Saints guys very risky this week. And we might even find out before the game that they're not even going to suit up. So that's something to pay attention to. And Marquise Goodwin still not practicing for the 49ers. Remember, Dante Pettis, his season is over. He got hurt last week. So it could be a lot of Kendrick Bourne for the 49ers this week. As they go against the Rams, should be playing from behind. Jeff Wilson gets the start at running back with Matt Breda out. When we return, I'll be joined by Steve Renner from ScoutDFS.com. We'll look ahead and break down a tricky slate this week. That is ahead right here at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. Got your Week 17 Sinem article, Stock Watch. The Week 17 projections are up. And if your season league is over, like most people, you can head on over to scoutdfs.com as we've got you covered. NHL, NBA, and NFL, including optimizers for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Sports. And there's still time to play fantasy football with the playoff contest. Go over to playffwc.com. We got the Playoff Draft World Championship 16 leagues that start drafting this Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can uh, get a $500 league prize and the grand prize of 20000 Maui Madness Playoff Contest and the Beat Dr. Roto and Adam Rona Single Entry Contest. That is free to enter, so head on over to playffwc.com. Joining me now, it is Steve Renner from ScoutDFS.com. Steve, how was the holidays for you? They were good, Adam. How about you? It was good, man. Food, partying, basketball. So I know I don't know how much of a fan you are for hoops, but I actually watched quite a bit of uh, basketball on Christmas. Yeah, no, I, I am actually a huge hoops fan. I, I even coach it a lot. And uh, it's just the, the DFS, because I coached for so many years, has never been – uh, something I can commit to because I'm I'm usually a practice, you know, right around that six thirty seven o'clock block time, which is obviously not ideal. But I had a couple lineups in there. I think I basically ended up pushing my money on uh, on Christmas Day with with the hoops action. But uh, 
It's been good. College has been going on too with the bowl games, although I because of the because of the bowl games and DFS and and betting on it, I had to watch that lovely uh, uh, Cheez It Bowl last night. Oh my it goodness, it was so bad! Trip. Holy crap! Holy man. cow! It was it was horrible. I, the I'm bowl like, games I, have been pretty taste. bad so far, right? They have, they have, and even today's, um, you know, I, I guess I get a little bit better, but it's just. It's been bad all around, so hopefully we'll get some better ones as we get closer to New Year's Day. Yeah, even right now, Wisconsin's up 21-3 on Miami late in the third quarter. So, yeah, it just really hasn't been exciting action. Hopefully we get the big games on Saturday that uh, are more appealing. But let's look ahead to Week 17 here. And overall, how do you feel about Week 17 DFS? We know we're going to have a lot of situations that we have to monitor, who's going to sit, who's going to rest players. But overall, is this something you enjoy because – you know, you have to dig a little deeper. Or maybe some people are not doing all the research, or do you find it to be a headache? Well, I, on the surface, it appears to be a, a giant headache. But when you, if you just take a step back and just say, okay, you know what? I, I understand that there's a lot of volatility with, with Week 17, and I'm just going to, you know, put a couple lineups in, maybe have fun. It's actually even a good week if you, if you want to do, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 lineups just off different theories. You could do that as well. But but have fun with it. The, the thing is, you know, middle of the week like now, it's hard to sit here and say exactly, okay, this is where you need to go in all the different spots because we just don't know. And, and if you accept the fact that you don't know, you know, who's going to be getting the playing time and who's going to be, you know, starting in certain situations and you just wait and you build through a certain process, I think it becomes a little bit less stressful. And so one of the things that I would encourage people to do, and, you know, I'll put this in my article this week is, and what I'll do is, kind of almost draw draw two lines. And you want to say for every player, there's two things to look at, you know, beyond the actual matchup itself. Number one, how secure are they in terms of their playing time? Example would be Josh Allen for Buffalo is likely, there's no reason he won't play the entire game. Um, someone like Patrick Mahomes, right, if they get up by a ton, there's certainly some incentive for the Chiefs if they're up by 21, 28 late in the game. They're not going to bother with them to, to be on the field in the fourth quarter. The second piece is then the incentive. And you can say, okay, well, who has incentive? Well, in, in the case of Allen and Mahomes, Josh Allen doesn't really have a ton of incentive this week, uh, but obviously Patrick Mahomes does. And just draw that out and identify for every single player and say, this is what I know, this is the situation. And then you know, hey, if I want to take a risk on somebody, you, you know you're taking a risk on them. But that kind of helps it through. And the other thing that, that I don't hear a lot of people mentioning in regards to this week that is different this is the biggest slate of any week. Um, you know, there's no Thursday night game. There's no Monday night game. We don't have any Saturday games. So with the exception of the Sunday night game, which is on Yahoo, I believe, um, you know, you're only missing the one game. So it's a 15-game slate, which is, you know, two games bigger than anything else we've had all season long. So there's plenty of plays out there to be found. Um, and in the case of this week, you know, almost every game actually does have a little bit of incentive to it. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, as we get you set for Week 17 DFS. Uh, who do you think are the teams that are definitely going to rest their starters? I mean, the Saints obviously have nothing to play for. You know them well. I know the Cowboys have kind of said they're going to play their starters, but we've seen in the past, a couple years ago, they barely played their starters. I don't see any reason why they should play Zeke. To me, he's been banged up at times. He asked to come off the field. You could see he's not 100%, and he battles his way through it, so... You know, Saints and Dallas, do you see these two teams resting their starters or not playing much, and do you just stay away from the usual starters that we've been relying on? 
Yeah, so it's not just resting the starters uh, because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's only, you know, uh, 53 total roster right. spots. they can't rest everyone. Yeah, so it, it's hard on the teams, but I think it's more of the mentality of, hey, we're not really going to try to push this game. Those two teams, without a doubt, are, are not teams that you really want to focus in on. In the case of Dallas, you know, I think maybe some people might look at the Rams last year because they rested everybody in week 17 and they came out in the first round and lost and say, well, you know, maybe Dallas is paranoid about that, but there's no reason for them to play anybody this week. You're right. Dak, Zeke, Cooper. I mean, they should all be off the field, rest the key offensive linemen, rest the key defensive players. Um, and we've even seen the line move in that game where the, the Giants, I think, are like seven point favorites. Yeah, that, t- um, that should tell you a lot, too. Exactly. Exactly. So. Dallas is a clear stay away from them. Uh, New Orleans, you know, they're basically going to be picking up anybody off the street that they can to play offensive line this week. I think that all five offensive linemen are going to be out. You're going to hear them say, hey, everyone's going through practice. Everybody's going to go through warm-ups. But um, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Breeze technically be active. But, you know, he may come in, take one snap, and then he gets a random, you know, uh, standing applause as he leaves the field and, and Bridgewater comes in. So, those two teams are the main ones that I would stay away from. But, you know, outside of that, there isn't, you know, the, almost everybody has something to play for because, um, you know, you got the Bears and the Rams who are still, still technically fighting for the two and three spot. And the Bears have said that they're going to come out and play unless the Rams are up by a ton of points and, and then they'll pull guys. But at that point, it would be third or fourth quarter. And it would probably be most of their defensive guys that they would pull. The AFC is completely wide open. Uh, all the top seeds, you even got teams that are like Houston that still technically could lose the division. So I'm not too worried about the playoff teams resting their starters. Um, if they've got a good matchup, then I'm going to focus in on them. The one team that's really interesting, though, is um, the Vikings. Because to me, if you look at the Vikings and the Eagles, obviously the Eagles have a much better matchup against the Redskins. Uh, but the Vikings without a doubt at home, they have to win. And you could look at this and say, I know I'm going to get, you know, a full four quarters of Cousins, Thielen, and Diggs. It's a highly motivated game. They should be low-owned because they're playing the Bears. And that's not a bad spot to go for for, for teams that we know we're going to get full exposure to this week. All right, let's take a look at the quarterbacks. You, mess, you mentioned Mahomes. And, you know, a lot of weeks we haven't been paying up for quarterbacks. But could this be a week where a lot of value opens up, maybe some cheap running backs, and this is a week to use Mahomes because, as you mentioned, they're home, great matchup, and they need to win to lock up the number one seed. I know you mentioned they could be up big, but if they get to a 28-point lead, Mahomes is probably playing a big part in that. Exactly, and you, you hit the nail on the head about the pricing. I wouldn't worry about you know uh, a high-priced quarterback or a high-priced receiver this week because there's going to be value at running back. And you know if you come up $500 short, you can probably find a pivot somewhere. So. Yeah, Patty Mahomes, obviously, against the Raiders, this is a – the screams the passing game. I think we saw the Raiders had their, quote-unquote, Super Bowl last week on, on the send-off on Monday Night Football. Oakland should shred them. Kelsey had a huge game earlier this year against the Raiders. He's one of my favorite plays, as is Tyreek Hill, assuming that he's good to go. And I don't really want to mess with the, the Kansas City backfield situation right now. So, yeah, in a, in a spot where the Chiefs should roll – Mahomes, even at, at 7K on, on DraftKings this week, I think is in a, in a really good spot. And better so than someone like Roethlisberger, um, who we could say has just as good of a matchup. But with, with James Conner likely being back this week, I think that Conner is, is going to be good to go in the, and is the main guy to feature on, on the Steelers side. So paying up for me, it's Mahomes. 
Rogers is the tricky one. I, I had, um, you know, he was on a third of my lineups last week uh, going up against the Jets. Didn't know what to expect. The, the, the matchup against Detroit is not as good this week for me, so I'm not as high on, on Rodgers. But he's going to force it to Devontae Adams. I think it's maybe like 143. I forget the exact number. That yeah, 134. Um, okay, I was close. So 134 to get the, the record. So Rodgers is certainly someone you could you could take a shot on on the high end. But the guy that I, I kind of like, Adam, that I don't think anybody's mentioning, and before I get to one of the games I love, is Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, we, we talk about Ben and Pittsburgh and they need to win and, and all these other games. Baltimore against Cleveland, I think a lot of people are going to pick Cleveland to, to upset them. You think I just so? Do that. You think a lot of people No, I don't pick... think so. No, no do you, you think of... people are going to pick Cleveland to upset them? I do. I do. Hmm. I, I think the I way just... Cleveland is playing. I know that, but look, they haven't done – well against good defenses. I mean, Baltimore is shutting everyone down. They took, like, I love Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. I was amazed the way they dominated that game. I just, I view it as the, the Baker Mayfield hype train. I, I, I don't Baker see Mayfield's it. I had Baker in my sit column today. I just, they, you know, they could talk all they want, and I like them. They're excited to watch. This is a different beast against Baltimore, and at, in Baltimore, the way that defense is played, knowing what's at stake, I just, I, I don't see this Cleveland offense doing anything this week so so you think it's a blowout then i not I a blowout a not a blowout because they they're not they're not a team to blow you out because they're not an explosive offense you know the other thing that hurts cleveland if you're looking i doubt anyone's looking at them from a Cle, uh, fantasy perspective but right you know baltimore just controls the clock and when you go against them you just don't run as many plays so you know, look at lamar jackson's pass attempts and all the all the success they've had 22 23 24 yes he has the floor with running, but this is a team that you know you can't count on for for fantasy production. Uh, I just think their their defense is just playing at a, a such a high level right now. Well, no, so I don't don't mistake me. I'm not on the no. I know that I'm Baker just midfield some... side. I, no, but but I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you on Lamar Jackson and and Cleveland has been vulnerable against the rush, and that is all Baltimore does. And I just feel like this is this potentially is a smash spot for Lamar Jackson and and really that Baltimore defense as well. Um, to really control the game. So I agree with you. I just I feel like, for whatever reason, Lamar Jackson is going to get completely overlooked this week because people are going to say, oh, I can go get Mahomes. And Lamar, I think, is going to play all four quarters without a doubt. Um, and, and you get the rushing upside with him. So, you know, I mentioned uh, Josh Allen as, as well. He, he had 135 against, on the ground against the Dolphins before. I think this is a game where Miami just – does barely shows up in, in Buffalo, and Buffalo does what they want with them. Um, and so you've got someone like a, a young quarterback who, who could thrive. The game that I really love, though, is Atlanta and Tampa. And Atlanta is a veteran team who appears to be looking to, to finish the season strong. Um, we know Matt Ryan's going to come out, even with or without Julio. And I, I like the fact that maybe Tevin Coleman won't play because that opens up the passing game more. And I just hope that Winston stays on the field. He's played better. Um, you know, Dirk Cutter, quite frankly, could be and should be out of a job probably after this game. So who knows what he's going to do this week. But that's a game where I think you have two teams that are really going to funnel everything to the pass. And that's probably a good a good game to spot for. You know, it's going to be 80 degrees there. It's got a high total. Um, should be a really good shootout between Atlanta and, and Tampa this week. Yeah, the only concern, I guess, with Winston, because I did like him, you know, when I was first looking, was that uh, Carter came out and said Ryan Griffin could get some playing time this week. 
Yeah, which, I mean, and that could just frustrate you completely. So when I'm talking about drawing two lines, maybe, hey, Matt Ryan's going to play the whole game, you know, no matter what. They're not going to pull him. Winston, though, certainly, you know, you might say, hey, I, I like the, the spot here in the matchup, but, you know, he, there's a risk that he could get pulled. And, and that's maybe where you lean on just someone like a, a Godwin uh, or Humphreys in the passing game with Deshaun Jackson likely out again this week. Or it could lower Winston's ownership in uh, GPP if you play multiple lineups. Maybe you put him in one, uh, and maybe Griffin doesn't get on the field. Uh, yeah, and, and so the the ownership is going to be interesting this week because of the fact that there are 15 games, and it's still too early to tell. Um, but as of now, at, at quarterback and receiver, I wouldn't worry too much about ownership. Uh, what about Nick Foles this week? Uh, obviously, he had a great matchup last week against the Texans and came through this week. At Washington, I know they've had a couple of good performances recently, but they went against uh, no quarterbacks. We've seen Foles be up uh, and inconsistent at times. Uh, is Foles in play this week? He's fifty nine hundred on DK. He just it it doesn't feel like the same smash spot like it was with Houston. Um, Houston was able to to push the tempo back on Philly, and and really and quite frankly get the ball back in Philly's hands quickly by scoring on them. Washington's not going to do that. I think this is a, a really slow game uh, on the ground where the, the clock is moving continuously. Um, I, I like the spot for Ertz, but to me, I don't see Foles doing – I mean, obviously he's not going to do what he did last week, but I, I don't see him even doing half of what he did last week. I, I think that – I think the Foles shoe could drop a little bit this week, um, even though the Eagles should win that game. Any other quarterbacks that you're taking a look at? It seems like, you know, the ownership well, this week quarterbacks could be concentrated uh, in a select few. Yeah, and it should be. Um, you know, I mentioned the Minnesota theory, right? If you want to take a shot with Cousins just because there, there's a ton of incentive there. Um, you know, one other narrative for you, you know, if we think Dallas is going to completely just lay down and, and not start anybody, could be Eli Manning's last game as a giant at home. Um, I, I heard, I haven't heard the update today on Beckham, but that they were leaning that he might play. Um, you know, why I, would he play? He wanted, why I don't would know. Beck, I don't, I don't, know. I don't see him playing. What's the point? I mean, I, he sat out all these weeks I, and now you're going to play in a meaningless game. Yeah, I don't either. But you know, I, Hey, if you want to get, if you want to get completely crazy this week, you could take a shot on someone like Eli Manning. But, um, the guy I mentioned before that, that I kind of like is, is Josh Allen. Um, I, you know, I like him just because I could see Buffalo coming out this week and, and you want to get the rookie out on a good note. Um, and it's, it's probably a fairly easy matchup. I know Miami's play a little bit better down the stretch, but on the road in Buffalo in the cold is, is not a spot that I think Miami's going to do too much this week. Yeah. And last time he faced Miami week 13, 33.74 DK points, 135 rushing yards on nine carries and pass for two touchdowns. And you got to think Miami, like you mentioned before, I, I don't think they show up this week. Yeah, I don't either, and I think it could be a spot where Allen rushes one in, he throws one in, and he gets all the volume. And then it's it's a question does you know it's a question does he get kind of that that third touchdown? Um, you know, one thing that I'm a little worried about this week is Houston, and with Demarius Thomas going down, you know, and Hopkins is still a little bit banged up. You could look at this and say, hey, Houston should control Jacksonville as well, but don't be surprised if if the Jaguars give them a fight uh, this week in that game and and you know, Watson and the offense struggles this week. Real quickly, as we're running up against the break, Blake Bortles, you in or out? 4,400. Out. Out. Okay. I, I I'd, think... I'd rather go with Eli in the narrative. 
Yeah, I think some people might be pushing portals this week as how bad Houston has been, but definitely a big risk there. When we return, we'll continue to look at the slate for Week 17, taking a look at some running backs, receivers, and tight ends. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis from ScoutFantasySports.com here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com, ScoutDFS.com. We got you covered for NHL, NFL, and NBA. And if you want to play in the fantasy football playoffs, play FFWC.com. We have three different contests, including the Playoff Draft World Championship, six-team leagues, first draft kicks off Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Eastern all the way up until Saturday the 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern, the final draft, once the playoffs begin a half hour later. And, of course, the Maui Madness Contest and the Beat Dr. Roto and Adam Rona single entry contest that is free to enter. I'm joined by Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, as we look ahead to the Week 17 DFS slate. Let's take a look at running backs, and Christian McCaffrey is the most expensive at 9100 do you think he potentially could be limited or even sit this week against the Saints? I think they're crazy if they don't sit him. Um, the he, he should be. Um, it's one of these th- thoughts where it's like you know why even you know force him out there? Maybe there's you know some yardage incentive that you want to get into. He's had a great season, but um, you know the Saints rush defense has been um, really good. Uh, although McCaffrey, we saw a couple weeks ago, you know, got so many touches with, with Cam being back, uh, banged up in that game. McCaffrey is not someone that I really want to trust on. I think that there's too much risk, you know, one, um, that they could limit him too. He's got, you know, down to a really a third string quarterback starting this week. So even if he is in the game, the saints will probably, uh, have no trouble shutting him down this week. So I wouldn't touch on McCaffrey, um, this week is the high price guy that I think you really got to focus in on is Saquon Barkley um, because we, we know he's going to play. And, you know, it, it's at home against, you know, that Dallas defense certainly is maybe not an ideal spot. But I, I know in the case of Barkley, at least I, I believe, right, we have to make some assumptions here that Barkley is going to, you know, get a full volume. There's no reason for them to, I think, pump the brakes on, on him this week. Um, so, he he would be the guy that I would spend up on based on all indications uh, so far. But yeah, it, the McCaffrey thing is it, it's a it's a coin toss because you know look if he does play the the whole game and you know the Saints start pulling guys out on defense um, and he pops one or two he he could certainly break the slate up up top at running back. And Barkley needs 114 yards to reach 2,000 yards from scrimmage for the year. So 
uh, one of those marks that you take a look at this week. We talked about Devontae Adams and uh, Travis Kelsey uh, needing, mm-hmm. I think, 50. I think Kelsey needs like 54 yards to break a Gronk single season record, although Kittle's 100 yards behind. So both those guys in play. So those are things to take a look at this week. Would you consider Gurley if he plays? My guess is he doesn't play. Yeah, my guess is he doesn't play either, which immediately uh, brings everybody back to C.J. Anderson, who I I definitely would consider uh, there. I think that the Rams last week kind of got golf in his confidence back up a little bit. Um, The matchup this week against the 49ers, I think the 49ers are going to give them a little bit of a scare early on, but ultimately the Rams should pull away. One incentive I did hear in that game, by the way, Adam, I think um, that um, uh, – Darn, excuse me, um, the defensive tackle, drawing a blank. What's it called? For Aaron Donald? Aaron for, Donald, yes. Yeah, I, the sack record, right? I kept thinking right? Sam yeah, we, yeah, we were talking quarterbacks. Yeah, Aaron Donald, he, he's, he's only a couple sacks away from uh, from taking Strayhan's record. So Rams defense, I think, is, in, is the play there. But, yeah, getting back uh, on topic to the running backs, I would not touch Gurley, and even if they say he's going to play, I think you can still go to C.J. Anderson. In fact, if you hear news, you know, around noon on Sunday that they're saying, hey, Gurley's going to try to suit up, he's going to he's going to go, I would definitely get C.J. Anderson into a lineup because I don't see Gurley, if he does play, um, you know, playing very long in that game. There's no reason for him to do that this week. So he, he would be an avoid, but Anderson I would go to. Um, I mentioned before James Conner, I think, you know, for Pittsburgh, he's going to be back, and we've seen – Whoever the lead running back is for Pittsburgh, they get all the volume, they get all the carries. Cincinnati's rush defense, in particular on the road, has has just been atrocious all season long, especially the second half of the year. And, you know, it, it should be a ground game. Uh, I don't know what the latest forecast is, but they were calling for at one point a little bit of snow in that game. So, to me, James Conner, uh, high ankle sprain or not, he's the guy to lock in uh, alongside of Barkley up at the top. And then the third one who does have a little bit of risk is Chris Carson. Yeah. I was just going to ask you about him. He's been really good. Yeah. He's been fantastic. And Arizona's rush defense has been atrocious. That's who CJ Anderson certainly carved up last week, but you know, for Seattle, you really can only move between five and six, which is okay. We either we're going to Dallas or we're going to most likely Chicago. I don't know that they really have any incentive one way or the other between those two games. So uh, Carson to me has a little bit of risk there, um, but that opens up value with a guy like Mike Davis. But in, and it kind of brings back one topic I wanted to bring up with 15 games, you know, that scenario, like with Carson and Davis, we could see those two guys split everything for Seattle. And it just doesn't make sense to go there when we can find other spots with, with so many games on the slate. So it makes sense. It's a great spot, but unfortunately, you know, it may come out to be that they both get to like, you know, 12 fantasy points, which is okay, um, but it's not really going to be the difference maker. Would you consider Sony Michelle? Uh, they're a home big favorites. We saw last week uh, 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, should be in line for 20 touches, or is there just not a upside enough upside, especially on DraftKings where you get a point per reception? I love Sony Michelle. The, the PPR is certainly concerning because it's more of a James White um, stat for, for them. But I think it's a complete Sony Michelle game. Um, you know, they tend to rest White as they get towards the end of the season for the playoffs. And the game flow should be great in, in their favor, and they're going to have to pound it out. My concern more than the, the PPR thing is just, you know, we've seen with like Devlin and Burkhead and, and other guys over the years, and who knows if they put Patterson. It's just – 
the, the Patriots do weird things, right? And just that, that trust for them to, to give it to one guy and to get the touchdowns, I think would be the, the concern with him. But I think volume and matchup wise, he, he's in a, in a fantastic spot this week um, without, without question. And the other guy that just from a volume, I think that people are going to be on is Royce Freeman with Philip Lindsay going down. Um, you know, the, the Chargers side of that game is, is tough to lock in on with Gordon because if, if the Chiefs are blowing out the Raiders, then then why would they, they push Gordon any further? And then it becomes a, a Jackson game. But on on the Denver side, you know, some people may look at Booker, but I we came into the season, I was very high on Royce Freeman. He hasn't lived up to it, mostly because Lindsay has been so good. Uh, but we could see a spot here where, where Royce Freeman gets the ball, I think, 20 times this week for Denver. Yeah, and I don't think it's that Freeman's been bad, and he was seeing a lot. Every time he was touching the ball, he was seeing eight-man fronts. It's just that Lindsay was so good. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I wrote about that in the waiver wire this week because Freeman probably is available in a lot of leagues. So, yeah, he's thirty five hundred on DK, and uh, he'll he'll probably be uh, possibly pretty popular if people are trying to jam in the the high price guys. Yeah, DraftKings will be very popular. Maybe not so much on Fanduel, but DraftKings he'll be um, he'll be, I think he'll be extremely popular at, at least so far this week. It looks like that's going to be the case. What about Brian Hill if Tevin Coleman is ruled out? He's thirty nine hundred on DK. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's just it's it's one of those gadgety spots, and I just I have no desire to go there. And even if Coleman plays, um, he's I wouldn't touch on Tevin Coleman either. To me, all exposure in that game for me is going to be on the passing game with Atlanta. Talking to Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Let's take a look at wide receivers, and there's uh, you know a few high-priced wide receivers that seem to be in good spots. Uh, Antonio Brown, most expensive at 8,700. He has not practiced because of a knee injury, but he's expected to play. And then his teammate Juju Smith-Schuster at 8,300. Uh, how much do you like those two this week? I like Juju a little bit more than Brown. Um, it's almost like we're flipping the home and road the last two weeks with those guys. But I'm going to lean a lot more on the on the ground game for for Pittsburgh this week. Um, but between the two, I would go Juju, certainly going Antonio Brown, though. I mean, obviously, he, he's in a good spot. But at his price and in that range, I think one of the guys you're, you're looking at first is, is going to be Devontae Adams, who has a little bit of incentive going for him, and, and he seems to, to get his every single week. Um, and just with, with St. Brown being banged up, and, and Cobb certainly hasn't been healthy lately, I think that funnels things a little bit more to, to Adams. Him, along with Tyree Kill, uh, are probably going to be two of the more popular guys up top. To, to spend up for, but you know, going back to that Tampa game, I think that this is a spot for for the receivers and, and two kind of mid range guys, Calvin Ridley uh, and Chris Godwin, who who have shown some really good flashes this year. I think are in just fantastic spots to, to really deliver value, and then you can take a shot on any one of the high price guys uh, this week. Even like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, if you're if you're comfortable with his ankle, um, you know, just just based on the usage. He should be in a good spot. And one thing with Hopkins that I'll mention is if you go back and look at his game logs, whenever he does play against even the elite uh, cornerbacks, like he's going to see this week, he still performs. And that's true for a lot of the stud receivers, but in particular Hopkins, he seems to get his every single week. So those are kind of the guys that I would look at as more the the safe high-end plays this week. Can we go back to Robbie Anderson? His price has risen. He's 5,600, but since Sam Donald come, has come back, he's been targeting him at least seven targets in four straight, 24 targets after the last two, and a touchdown in three straight games. I'm not. 
Um, I just don't see him doing the certainly not what he did last week against Green Bay. Um, I don't see him doing that this week against New England. And when we talked about Michelle and, and what he's going to be doing on the ground, and I, I just think that the, the Patriots control the clock, probably you know control for 35 to, to 38 minutes this week. So I'm not as high on Robbie Anderson certainly this week. Um, I, I get the idea of the, the thought pattern there, um, but you know if you want to go back to that uh, the Charger Denver game. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see another big game from Mike Williams this week against the Denver secondary. Yeah, and I don't think he'll be highly owned after last week's disappointing game. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, how about Jordy Nelson at 4,900 going against the Chiefs defense? And he hasn't scored a touchdown lately, but he's been getting a ton of targets. No, to me, that, that's a chase spot. Um, you know, that's the one thing about that game that, that does bring concern with Mahomes. I don't see how the Raiders – score this week if you look at their their splits even going on the road I know Carr's played better he's protecting the football but he has not lit it up on the road this year and uh to me coming off a Monday night game I just feel like the Raiders hey they got their win the send off for Oakland and and they're going to come out this week and, and do absolutely nothing um a sneaky play that I would take a shot on um just to give you my my my, my same sneaky play is Keith Kirkwood um you know Teddy Bridgewater was certainly didn't practice in the preseason with the Saints because he came over in late trade, but he did run a lot of the practice squad all season long, and that's where Keith Kirkwood was. And, you know, this is a, a spot where I do think the Saints are going to let Bridgewater throw it some, um, and I think that if they have a backup offensive line in there, they won't be able to run very well. And to me, it's going to be probably Kirkwood and, and Traquan Smith. And at home in the Dome is, is a pretty good spot against that Carolina secondary. So I, I could see Keith Kirkwood um, – being kind of a sneaky play this week from from that Saints passing game. You're mentioning like Josh Allen. Obviously, it's more for the running, but is there any Bills receiver you would pair with him? Maybe Zay Jones or Foster? I love Zay Jones. Yeah, love, love, I love well, I love Zay Jones pairing him more with, with Josh Allen just because you get a little bit of scramble and you kind of throw it up deep. But um, certainly, you know, Zay had a great game last time against Miami, and, and he's the guy that I would definitely lean on for, for the big play. So, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Zay Jones is, is one of my favorite plays this week. Yeah, because uh, we do need to find some cheap receivers. But you gave a couple there that you could fit in. Godwin's 4,300. Kirkwood's 33. Zay Jones is four because, obviously, uh, it seems like people are going to pay up for at least one of the running backs, uh, maybe quarterback with Mahomes. And as we mentioned, tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, most expensive this week at 7,200 but in a really good spot. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to want to pay up for him this week. Yeah, they will. I, you know, I mentioned that, that he had the great game and he, he seems like a good spot, but to me, this is a spot like Kelsey and even honestly, you know, with Tyree kill um, rather than saying, Oh, well, I got to get them in my lineup. I, I might just say, you know what, take Mahomes, take the stats you're going to give with Mahomes by, by passing to them and move on and don't, and don't force the, the stack in there. Um, this is a, it's a good value spot to go get a guy like Austin Hooper um, uh, or even Cameron Braid from, from the game that I really like down in Tampa. Both teams have struggled against the tight end. We know how bad Tampa's been against tight ends all year. And uh, especially if Julio is out and, and if Tevin Coleman is out down in the red zone, Austin Hooper, to me, feels like a lock to score a touchdown this week for, for Atlanta. So I wouldn't pay up necessarily at tight end. I don't think we have to like we did last week. Um, you know, people rather than uh, than just Kelsey, Zach Ertz is in another good spot, but I I don't see him having the high reception game again this week. So to me, it's it's go to Hooper, it's go to Cameron Brait, 
Um, or if you want to go back to that Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game, a guy like Vance McDonald um, is always a, a pretty good value play to look at as well. But, yeah, roster construction, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay up for more than one running back because you're going to find value. I wouldn't pay up a lot at tight end. And then, you know, receiver just go one high, one medium, and one low. It seems like we're going to be able to build some pretty good lineups going that way. How about Evan Ingram at tight end? Assuming Odell Beckham's out, he's been pretty much the go-to guy, uh, double-digit points and DraftKings three straight weeks. Yeah, it's been nice to see him bounce back, and I'm curious, you know, what that's going to do to his draft stock next year because he was kind of a, a trendy play a lot of people like this year, and he was just a major disappointment all season long. But That's because Beckham, certainly... and Beckham was on the field in Barkley, which I noted in the preseason. I mean, I exactly. Well, yeah. people, people were drafting Barkley and, and Beckham early. Shepard in the middle rounds and Ingram. I mean, unless uh, the Giants' offense was not going to support all four consistently, and I was sitting there puzzled, like, what is everyone doing? Agreed, and but yet nobody was going to take Eli, rightfully so. And, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was almost as it, it was very obvious there. But yeah, Ingram is certainly someone that you could look at again this weekend. Uh, defense, obviously, there's a lot of defenses in the good spots this week. Uh, where are you looking at for defense? Well, we mentioned the Ravens as, as being one um, certainly at home and, and kind of a must-win spot, but I noted a, a trend, and I haven't really dug it up to, to see everyone on this with it this week, but late in the season when you have a team who is a double-digit favorite, um, especially in a lower over-under, they you know two-thirds of the times have been delivering double-digit fantasy points. So you're going to look at the teams that are heavy favorites, like the Chiefs, like the Patriots, like um, you know I, I don't remember what the, what the Ravens total was in, the, in that game for the spread but you know the Steelers and say these are going to be some of the better defenses to look at this week um, you know another one that I would look at the Eagles are going to be popular against the Redskins um, rightfully so no brainer but you and I talked about the fact that the that the Dolphins really don't probably won't even show up in Buffalo this week so I, I think that the Bills defense is is really in a good in, in a good spot this week against Miami we've seen them play well at home this year and you know after all it is it is Ryan Tannehill, so. Yeah, and they are 2,700. The Ravens are only 2,900 on DK, so that could go to the narrative that some people, I guess, are believing in the Browns. Yeah, and I saw some people mentioning, hey, you know, they really like the Saints defense, um, you know, with the third-string quarterback for Carolina's going, but I, I just wouldn't go there. You want a defense that's in a spot where they're going to be getting sacks, they're going to be forcing turnovers as opposed to some of the slower-paced games this week. All right, that is Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Check him out over there. Steve, thanks a lot. Good luck this weekend. You too, Alan. All right, Adam, see you. All right, that wraps it up here. You can find me, ScoutFantasySports.com. I'll be back with Dr. Roto tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.